1: What's up everybody, Diamond Mitchell here. Just want to say thank you guys so much for your continued support, man. It means a lot to me. Uh, I feel, feel fine. Things are going well. I'm just taking the uh, proper precautions. You know, as was told to me by the health authorities, I got to stay in isolation. So, solo in here, playing video games all day, and um, can't wait to get back out there on the floor, man, play in front of the best fans in the world. I uh, really miss playing in front of you guys, and um, I'll see you guys soon. Donovan Mitchell on social media over the
2: weekend, everything on hold. Donovan says he's asymptomatic, so he's got the virus, but he doesn't have any of the the fever and all of that stuff, so he doesn't really even know he's sick except for the positive test. PK, it's changing everything, and we're just going to have to get used to a new normal for a while.
3: Yeah, I don't know what normal is anymore. This is the most bizarre situation we've been in ever. I relate it to a little bit of when I was in Los Angeles and the riots were there in 1992. The city shut down and you know, I was doing high school sports at the time and covered a lot of this city schools where the riots were taking full effect. To see your city being burned like that was crazy, but you knew it was a short term deal here. We don't really know what the deal is. It's it, this thing too, and uh, two things. It reminds me of, you know, when it's hurricane season, And you see all the weather reports of some big weather disturbance out there in the middle of nowhere. And you know it's coming. And, you know, we don't deal with it here, but we see the people and boarding up shops and people leaving to higher areas and all that. Because you know it's coming. And that feels like what it was here. We've heard about this stuff for a while now. We knew it was coming. And now it's here. And how much havoc, how much destruction is it going to cause until it passes? I don't know any of those answers, but I know this is crazy, and this is about the most bizarre thing because of the length. The riots were a much shorter period of time. This thing is going on and on and on, and and it also reminds me a little bit of an earthquake that I've been in how much damage is going to happen during the time? Those are only a few seconds, but it is just harrowing and just as scary as could possibly be during the time that the earth is actually shaking.
2: Yeah, a lot of that stuff, it seems like there have been... Uh, certainly going to 9-11, the sports world shut down over a weekend till you get to the next weekend, so it's a little more than a week and a week and a half. But I don't think there's anything beyond that. You're right, like earthquakes, the riots... But something's back to normal in two weeks, and we know the NBA's done for a month, but I I think we're both expecting a lot of announcements today that things are going to be shut down longer than that because late yesterday the CDC uh, came out with their uh, strictest guidelines yet, and there are guidelines, but no gatherings over 50 people for two months Well, you can't, you know, if you're Major League Baseball, you got 25 guys on one team, 25 on another, you know. Up behind home plate is uh, 51, the managers, the guys on the bases, uh, three more umpires. So, seems like it's going to be more than a month, but I expect we'll be hearing stuff uh, more about that later today and uh, throughout the week.
3: Yeah, we'll just have to see what happens here. It doesn't look like that's on the uh, front burner in the least, and all that stuff is on the back burner and the, these leagues are going to have to figure out what they want to do, and should they cancel the whole season? Should they Obviously, they suspended games in the NBA. Nothing is canceled right now, that's right. for sure, but what's going to happen? I don't know the answers to any of this. Rudy Gobert donated a
2: half million dollars to uh, help relief efforts uh, in Utah, in Oklahoma City, in France, and a couple hundred thousand for the arena workers who are part-time, part of the gig economy, take tickets, ushers, uh, clean the arena after games, uh, and th- that follows in the footsteps of several other athletes who've done the same thing. And then there was a uh, unique donation yesterday, Carl uh, Anthony Towns, 100000 to help with testing in Minnesota. So uh, athletes stepping Clinic. up in their own way. Yeah, the Mayo Clinic will be getting a boost from that. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5, 1280 The Zone coming up. Uh, good morning, America. Donovan Mitchell today, and we're going to let you hear that later this hour. Stay with us. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: Hashtag college basketball. Next up on the board on this selection Sunday, the Cougars of BYU, headed up by coach Mark Pope in his first season out in Provo, and Clark, his Cougars, made their presence felt in the West Coast Conference.
2: The BYU Cougars, high octane offense personified, spurtability in spades. They shoot the three, older veteran team, nothing's going to phase them, and in Yoli Childs, they've got a back-to-the-future big who can eat big time in that pain area. The tough out will be
0: the Cougars. Clark, I totally agree. As you know, I've loved this BYU team all season long. The best three-point shooting team in the nation with Jake Toulson and TJ Hawes, Alex Barcelo, firing from three around, Childs on the inside. And I'm telling you, Clark, if BYU makes the run through the bracket that I expect, the mustache on Zach Selyas is going to be the most famous basketball mustache since Larry Bird's. I like BYU as my sleeper pick to make it to Atlanta. This is a very, very good team. Ah, what Selection Sunday could have sounded like. So Mark
2: Pope uh, sent that out on social media and apparently pulled a few strings, got the guys to record a little something. So there's that. But no Selection Sunday, the NCAA announced. They hadn't started to construct a bracket and the conference tournaments didn't get finished. Some of them barely even started. A few of them finished, obviously. West Coast Conference, Mountain West Conference going early, a handful others. But they decided not to send out a bracket. So if you're bored, you can go online. The different websites are doing mock brackets and simulations and mock tournaments. But the NCAA tournament shut it all down, PK.
3: Yeah, it did. It's a a tragedy. It's a tragedy for us. It's a tragedy for them. It's a tragedy, I think, for normal life, everyday life. You know, I think that for me... I've never really gotten caught up or caught up, certainly not in the last many, many years as far as the results of competition. I'm a competition junkie, and I just like to watch and participate because I have an opportunity to at least, uh, you know, in our business to participate in a limited degree, and it's fun, and it's entertainment. Uh, But the thing that I'm thinking that I miss the most is just, all right, it's Monday morning. This is what I do Monday morning. And, you know, in the football season, what we do, yacht goes down to BYU at noon, we go to Utah, and then we go to practice. That's what we do on Monday. You know, and and, and in the basketball season at this time of year today, we'd be breaking down the brackets. So I miss the literal day-to-day stuff That we all do whatever it might be that's just what you and i do others have their own routines and what they're doing in their daily lives and not being able to do that is a disruption that i just don't like and i don't think any of us like it as far as the brackets eh, i mean i could live without college basketball for a few weeks we all understand that under the circumstances although i am hurt for those kids those seniors who I've worked so many years in the case of BYU and Utah State, Sam Merle and his guys and then they just named some of the seniors at BYU. And to not have that, it's a shame for those kids that they're not going to have this opportunity. I do think though, I think Jake Toulson put something out on social media and I saw it last night. They will have these relationships and these memories and these things that they went through forever for these kids so the in 20 30 years from now I don't know how big of a deal it is maybe it will be it's up to the individual but they'll have these relationships because I don't know as years go on that you take the winning and losing now maybe they could have gotten to Atlanta or maybe they would have gone out in the first round this great three-point shooting team in its last game it wasn't there but that's not the point the point is that they'll still have these relationships and these experiences which will carry them a lot longer than any one, two, three, or 4, or 5 games, whatever it might be.
2: Well, as you get older, I think you definitely realize that, so I would totally sign off on that. And the other thing is I would say that both BYU and Utah State had these peak moments. They'll, they'll always have this magical game to look back on. For the Cougars, it'll be beating Gonzaga at home. The place was packed. The energy was awesome. They left the court, you know, barely walking on the court, walking on air. And all the same stuff for Utah State in the Mountain West Conference Tournament and Sam Merrill's big shot at. So they'll always have those to look back on. Maybe they would have had great moments in the tournament, maybe they won't. We'll never know. But you're right about the relationships. Soon as you get older, uh, you know, that's more important anyway. One coaching hire, Iona has hired Rick Pitino. He's back, PK. You know, if you can win, I guess as long as you're not behind bars. That would keep you from getting hired if you're behind bars, if you're actually locked up in prison. Well, what about the NCAA and notice of allegations coming down? Well, they may hit him, you know, and so he'll miss a few games. But for Iona, I can see why they're like, I mean, how much are they going to take away from him? they give him Yoli Childs nine games. Do they... Even if they gave him a year, would Iona care or would they think it's still worth it?
3: Well, he's not the first uh, slick Italian East Coast coach that ran into some issues there because obviously Jimmy Valvano coached there way back when. So, yeah, Rick Pitino is a great basketball coach. Uh, He has some other issues, but to me, it, it only just furthered what i'd already believe this isn't about the student athlete it's about us winning as many games as you could possibly win (laughs) and rick patino is going to win you games yeah there's no doubt about it he's going to get kids to come to his school and is he reformed is he going to not do the things some of the things that he did i don't know it doesn't matter to me but this is about winning at virtually all costs which is what i believed it to always be anyway so i didn't bat an eyelash on this
2: NCAA Division One Council Committee has recommend that, uh, recommended that eligibility relief be provided to all student-athletes to participate in spring sports. Winter sports, including basketball, could be given relief. That's under consideration. hasn't been decided. It could happen. Uh, it's going to be weird to have uh, two sets of spring athletes. I mean, it's great to give everybody a chance to be on the team, but playing time's going away for somebody. Are they going to... I guess if a sophomore loses a year of playing time sitting on a bench because a fifth-year kid is back or a freshman, oh, well.
3: Well, there's no guarantee that these seniors are going to come back.
2: Some will Uh, and a lot won't. Yeah, some will move on with their lives, right? Yeah.
3: Right. And so, uh, yeah, I don't have any problem with the spring sports because their season's barely got started. Uh, The basketball, your season's over. So I'm going to give you another year for maybe one, two. The most you can have is six games. That doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, if they do it, I don't really care, but it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, These kids have played 30-some games. The spring sports, obviously, they hadn't gotten going there. There's a kid down at uh, Arizona State. His name is uh, Torkelson. He's a baseball player, and the reason why I bring him up is that he's actually projected. He could very well be the first pick of the uh, MLB draft. He's had a great season, a great career, and he's a junior and most kids, they leave after their junior season. He's two home runs shy of setting the all-time record for issue. Bob Horner, a legendary kid from the Phoenix area, holds the record with like 66. And this kid has 64. <laughs> he's not going to come back because obviously he's going to go high in the first round. So I feel bad for those types of kids. And if the NCAA restores their eligibility, now Not many of them aren't going to take it, I'm okay with it. The the winter stuff, eh, eh, I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't I don't see any really particular big need to do that. Because I don't know how many of these seniors for BYU would come back. And Not it, very would, it would it be the same.
2: No, it wouldn't be the same, and a lot of them are gonna go on and play professionally overseas or wherever. So yeah, I would be surprised
0: if a lot of them were back. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL.
2: Everybody's canceling games. Everybody's canceling tournaments and races. All the sports are getting impacted. And you know who hasn't had to cancel anything yet? is the National Football League. The timing has been good. We'll see if it lasts. But they're going to go ahead and start free agency here, most of which can be done over the phone, I guess. So. Maybe some physicals done in person. So they're going to use private jets to fly high-priority yeah. free agents around. Which, weren't they already going to do that anyway? Yeah. Hey, Tom Brady. Yes, what's the difference? Here's the Southwest ticket. You're in uh, 19C. I mean, that's not happening. Tennessee Titans, they're out of the Tom Brady sweepstakes. They're going to uh, sign Ryan Tannehill. $118 million, 62 of it's guaranteed. Of course, he got him to the AFC title game with their mid season switch. Mariota for Tannehill. So they're going to keep that rolling. Niners are out of the Tom Brady sweepstakes. He grew up there, but they got Jimmy Garoppolo and. Look what they did in the postseason. So they were in the Super Bowl. They're going to keep that rolling. Chris Sims of NBC Sports, former Texas Longhorns quarterback, dad of the NFL star, now working uh, for NBC, says that it's down to two teams, the Bucks and the Patriots. And all along I've thought, isn't this all negotiating? He stays with the Patriots. He's their best chance to win.
3: I'd be surprised if he left, but uh, you know who knows. I, I didn't think uh, Dwayne Wade would have left Miami. Now he ended up going back, uh, so who knows what's going to happen there? I mean, once you get business involved and you start getting personalities and all that stuff, uh, whatever he thinks is right, I'm okay with. I'm not one of these guys. Oh, you should just play in one uniform your whole life and blah blah blah. You know, we've seen a number of guys. Bill Russell. He played in the Celtics uniform his whole life. But then he had jobs coaching other places, Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, uh, Danny Ainge. Yep. Uh, All these legendary Celtics guys went out and tried to beat the Celtics down the line, right? So what's the difference there? So I really don't get caught up in that. And if Brad, Brady wanted to do that, who's to say? I mean, Derek, Derek Jeter right now is down there running the Florida Marlins, yeah. right? And he obviously is a legendary Yankee. But if they ever played against each other, he would be trying to beat them. So what's the difference there? I think that's some kind of Hollywood romanticizing fantasy that doesn't really exist. And pick any decade, and you can find where this has happened. You
2: know, in the last decade, obviously, Brett Favre left the Packers and went to the Jets and went to the Vikings, so it happens. And you can go back decade after decade. It's been going on forever, and you can pick whatever sport you want. Your guy, Willie Mays, ended up in a, uh, a Mets uniform. Obviously, uh, during the Super Bowl, it was the Chiefs' first trip in 25 years, so everybody pulled out the video of Joe Montana playing for the Chiefs. It goes on and on. NFL Players Association approved the new collective bargaining agreement. So when we get games again, we will be getting 17 games schedule as soon as the 2021 season, and the playoffs would be going to 14 teams immediately. The vote was uh, was close had about 2,000 players, and it came down to about 60 votes, but it needed a simple majority and it passed. So they get a, the players get a little more money. They get a few other benefits. Uh, guys aren't going to be uh, suspended for a uh, positive test for marijuana. So there's that. And they get a higher percentage to grow. So, hey, you, you get more money. We get more games. We get more money, too. And fans are going to get more football, whether
3: they want it or not. Oh, well, if you don't want it, don't participate. I mean, no one's fortunate to watch their games. So that's no big deal. Uh, yeah. My big thing—I don't really care about the labor stuff. That's up to those guys. I'm not a sports fan because of labor. I'm a sports fan because of competition, and I just want to make sure those the extra teams that get in. The, you know, obviously the eight and eights are gone, and the five and elevens are gone. So I don't—I don't want to see some six and eleven team in the postseason, though. I'd have a problem with that. Yeah, it'll be interesting
2: to see. You're right. Eight and eight with a 17-game season won't we'll be happening. Uh, is an eight and nine team going to win a division? It could happen. Hopefully it won't. It it could. could.
3: My guess would be no, but it could, yeah.
2: What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right. From Rudy Gobert on social media to Donovan Mitchell on GMA, our basketball insider Steve Cleveland, Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox. We got a lot coming for you today. Stay with us. It's 97.5 and 12.80 the zone.
0: Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show.
2: Man, that was four long days, wasn't it, PK? And we do three-day weekends, so that was four long days.
3: Well, I mean, days are however long they're going to be. They say the same time. Uh, it was, it was boring. It was not something that I want to do. You, you know, you fantasize about uh, not having to work. Well, I don't really fantasize about. I know a lot of folks do, but I don't. I don't particularly do that because. This is a, a once-in-a-lifetime job for me, and uh, have it taken away is not something that I want to ever happen. I mean, literally. I mean, this is I enjoy this job beyond measure. I'm one of the few fortunate. I, I don't know if it's few, but I'm certainly one of the fortunate in terms of that. I never feel bad or upset about having to go to work. It's just a kick-butt job, and to not be there. I mean, I got so many people responding. Anybody who had my number they texted me what's going on (laughs) well as far as we know they're cleaning the building and our studios are in the building and so we don't have the opportunity to be there uh and i want the routine back as soon as possible now we've got the routine back we're on the air and we can have fun and we can do what we do uh, but we still don't have the games and who knows when the games are going to come back and that's a loss it's a loss for all of us because for me it, I'm fortunate in that it's my leisure, but it's also my occupation, too, so I got that combination. It is, I work in the entertainment field, basically, and to, to I've got part of it back. I don't have all of it back, and I want all of it back, but situation and circumstances are being what they are. At least it's good that we can be back and provide people with some form of normalcy because you and i've been doing this for a long time and we know we've got people that this is what they do Locke told us years ago get in a position where people are you are part of their daily routine you're part of their habit we've been fortunate enough to do that so at least we can do that and hopefully we can continue to do that and i don't have any problem about uh worrying about topics that we're going to talk about I, that to me that's not really an issue Uh, we can come up with topics between now and whenever the competition starts up again. And so for any of our advertisers out there, don't be afraid about that. We'll still bring (laughs) in the listenership. We've proven that over nearly two decades, and we haven't had games. I mean, you and I have done shows when the Jazz have been awful. And even though there were were games, there wasn't much to to talk talk about within those games. (laughs) There was
2: not. Yeah. There were a few seasons right. in there. So There there was a uh, twenty-one win season between Stockton and Malone and uh, D. Will right. and Carlos Boozer. I mean, it was yeah. over as soon as it started. It was over. Yeah, And there was no interest. Right. And uh, three years of the Gary Croton era, there was no interest. People were just waiting for it to end. So, obviously, Utah yeah. basketball has been down now for four years. We barely talk about them. So... It'll be a little weird to have it all down at the same time. Usually there's something going on, um, but there's still plenty to talk about. There's always something going on. There'll be stuff going on.
3: Yeah, so anybody who's listening and you have a business, don't be afraid of that. We'll still draw the people that we draw, and we'll make sure that we do it because this is an opportunity to branch out and do some different things and maybe as time goes on have some more fun. But that's not an issue. But yeah, at least we can bring back to a degree of normalcy as much as you said the new normal defines this normalcy in which we've never experienced.
2: I'm clearing out that DVR. That's all I can tell you. Pick a show to binge watch. Here we go. Usually I got a lot of time. Oh, i, I, I was thinking of time about this. Games, uh, man.
3: Yeah, I was thinking about this last night. I was watching stuff they played that thing, the the love of basketball for several mm-hmm. hours. Yeah. And I'd seen all that and the bird and the magic stuff. I've got that all memorized. But uh, last night, uh, you know, we still got a, a ninth grader at home. We watched Indiana Jones and uh when that was done I went downstairs and just to catch up uh what what was out there, you know, in the center of disease control, the the eight weeks and all that. And then I'm flicking around. I watched a cool thing on the Baseball Network on Mark Fidrich, which I had never seen. Watched some Michael Vick stuff, a 30 for 30. I was always a huge fan of Michael Vick's at the time when he was at his extreme best. I mean, I was right there. I was a frontline fan. I even bought the jersey of Michael Vick. And so, watched. you know, and I, I had known some of that stuff. And then the Mark Fidrich thing, I had known, but just some background stuff. So, Certainly in the short term there's plenty of stuff for me to catch up on because it's like a you know maybe a tuesday night in the fall it's a perpetual tuesday night in the fall right now because <laughs> on the tuesday night yeah. you, you know you, there's no sports going on basketball hasn't started and i guess maybe you know some some baseball is just getting started but really like so you, you got that going on there but not not necessarily much uh really there so that's the way i look at it there's there's still stuff i can do and you know, I'm just looking forward to just the days and weeks ahead to be able to be back on the air. That's what matters the most, and hopefully in time everything can return to some degree and some level of what we've come to expect.
2: All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, the zone. At least most of us can go out. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert can't. 14 days isolated because they tested positive. But thanks to technology, you can do interviews without uh, a reporter and a photographer walking into your living room. Donovan Mitchell did an interview with Good Morning America. There's been a lot of speculation about uh, his relationship with Rudy Gobert and a lot of criticism of the speculation about his relationship with Rudy Gobert, but we're going to play uh, the uh gma interview that donovan did where he addresses it and you'll hear him about uh
4: taking a while to kind of cool off Uh, joining us is donovan mitchell in isolation it is great to see you donovan first of all how are you feeling this morning
1: um great to see you too as well thank you for having me um i'm i'm fine you know things are things are going well um Just in isolation, got a unique setup, but um, yeah, no fever, uh, no symptoms as of right now. And um, I'm just blessed to be able to be okay. We're thankful to hear that. What are are doctors telling you right now? Um, So so right Mm -hmm. now, you know, the biggest thing for me is just to stay in isolation um, and just be able to just keep to myself. You know, um, I have no symptoms, which is a unique situation.
4: No symptoms now, and you had no symptoms when you were tested, you didn't feel ill at all?
1: No, um, I keep I keep making the joke when people ask me. I so said, "If you were to tell me I, I'm about to play in a seven game series tomorrow, I'd be ready to lace up." Wow, so, um, wow! I'm Like I said, I'm I'm really blessed that that's that's the case.
4: And tell us what the testing was like for people who may have to be tested.
1: Um, it's actually interesting, you know. So um, as you know, we all got tested, and you know, for me, it was a sw- for us it was a swab out of throat, but this was about 15 seconds of a probably the most discomfort i've ever had and i ended up crying like tears came out my eyes since they started going up in up in this area but um it was definitely unique and um, but I'm, I'm glad i was able to get it done
4: in paula's report we heard from your teammate rudy Gobert, and he has been very apologetic And he has Mm -hmm. admitted also that he was reckless though he didn't know at the time that he Mm -hmm. was going to test positive but still his actions were um were reckless have you had a chance Mm -hmm. and and again he has apologized but have you had a chance to have any communication with your teammate
1: um to be honest with you robin you know it took a while you know for me to kind of cool off you know and I, i i read what he said and i heard what he said so you know, I'm glad he's doing ugly. Okay. I'm glad I'm I'm doing well. Um, I'm just really happy, to be honest, Robin, that it's just, you know, I hate to say there's two of us, but, like, it wasn't the whole party. You know, at the end of the day, neither him or I have, have children at home. You know, I know I have some teammates that have children, have some staff that have children
4: at home. Um, so I'm glad that we were able to uh, kind of contain it as much as possible. Thankfully, the vast majority of people uh, will recover. Um, but just can you just, yeah. again, just tell people – what your message is for them this
1: morning? I'm asymptomatic. You know, I don't have any symptoms. Um, I could walk down the street. If you know, if it wasn't public knowledge that uh, I was sick, mm. uh, you wouldn't know it. You know, and I think that's the scariest part about this virus is that you know you may seem fine, be fine, and you never
4: know who you may be talking to, who
1: they're going home to.
4: You're in isolation. Okay, yep. Yeah, yeah, drink the water. So what are you doing? Always got, got to That's true, <laughs> always. So what are you doing? You're you're an active guy. What are you doing in isolation? How are you occupying your time? The 2K movies and um,
1: I think some of the uh, the basketball world saw yesterday. Some of the guys are watching the old highlights. I've been doing a lot of that. Yeah. I've watched myself through college. I've watched myself through the NBA. um, it's kind of bringing back good memories, but you miss the game. You miss playing in front of some of the best fans in the world in the
4: NBA. And the school children, you know, all across the country. And I know, Donovan, that you're you're doing something to help out there in your community with that. What is it?
1: Yes. So um, right now I'm in a partner, uh, I'm working on a partnership with the Salt Lake City Granite School District. Um, that's about 80, 88 to 90 schools, about 66,000 kids. Um, just being able to provide them meals, you know, and the, that particular school district in Salt Lake City is um, is home to some of the most vulnerable children in Salt Lake. Right. I, was, I want to be able to just to give back because, you know, this is like I said, this is time will tell. You know, you really don't know. You can't say you can't. Doctors can't pinpoint a right. date. So for parents, you know, who may not have the money you know being able to not send their kids off to school to get to get food i think is a scary feeling for them and i want to be able to make sure that they're set and they understand that you know guys like myself and whoever may may have
4: their back no oh, appreciate your generosity there donovan and glad, and great to hear about your father in all sincerity glad that you're doing as well as the, as you are and appreciate very much you taking some time to spend with us you take care yes all thank right. you
1: so
2: much
4: be well. appreciate it you got it thanks donovan
2: Donovan Mitchell on GMA right there, and he didn't address whether he'd spoken to Rudy or not, so I'm going to go ahead and assume he hasn't, because I think if he had, he would have said it. Uh, But I I didn't hear him address it there. Uh, What do you think, PK? I mean, it's got to be relationships are more complicated than this. They like each other. They don't like each other. There's usually a hundred layers. Think about the own relationships in your own life, people uh, you work with. It's more complicated than that. But,
3: well, I, I think the thing that he said there as far as, you know, the cool off. Yeah. So, obviously, he was upset. And the go bear factor has been out there yeah, to a great degree in the last week or so. Not quite a week. Uh, coming up on a week already. Uh, and uh, Rudy was, by his own acknowledgement, he wishes he would have taken it seriously But uh, the information that we have at the time versus the information that we now have, uh, obviously, he takes it seriously. Uh, He's apologized for it uh, profusely, I think. He's donated large sums of money. So he's a 27-year-old man whose behavior wasn't perfect in the moment. Uh, But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know that I can literally just pin everything on gobert but gobert his actions actually brought it to light for the nba and then we saw in the NCA where once that happened that led to the cancellation of the games so in that respect who's to say that rudy gobert didn't save hundreds of thousands if not millions of people from becoming uh, uh, what would you call it inflicted by the disease is that the way you'd say it yeah he
2: certainly uh it certainly triggered everything you know you think about it I, in retrospect I think if you do the math on it and uh, listen to doctors talk about it, probably wish it had happened a week earlier. Glad it didn't happen a week later because like Donovan just told us, you know, you can be walking around asymptomatic spreading it and not knowing it. And you look at what the sports world looked like at 6 o'clock Mountain Time when that game was supposed to tip off at 610 and you look at everything that happened in the next 24 to 48 hours. And now four days out, the CDC saying gatherings of 50 people for uh, two months. It, it all changed with that positive test. Rudy Gobert, well, whatever, whatever he accomplishes on the court, it'll, he'll always be patient zero. And the NBA was the first to act. And everything changed after that. Right through restaurants, uh, going to the gym, certainly all the other sports leagues, uh, Major League Baseball, the NCAA Tournament, the PGA Tour, NASCAR, on down the line.
3: Yeah, I think the thing that is the most bizarre, because I think the relationships can take care of themselves, and, and as far as them being on the basketball floor, uh, does it really matter if they're best of friends. I, I, I'm not really interested in that. They're assigned a job. They're paid a job. They're paid handsomely to do a job, and that's to win as many basketball games as you can. And I don't see where that's going to change anything. And plus, you know, there's all sorts of time between now and when the season starts again. Uh, right? I, well, how much time remains to be seen. But uh, there's plenty of time for all that stuff. So when they get back out on the floor, these guys are just going to be so grateful. They're going to be like what we see uh, old guys in sports when it's time for them to retire and they get emotional. I think we're going to see some of that from a 23- and a 27-year-old that they're just going to be so grateful to be out on the floor again and doing what has been taken from them. And I think that stuff will pass. The thing that was the most fascinating to me during that five-minute interview on Good Morning America is Mitchell saying that he had no symptoms, and he still doesn't have any, but yet he tested positive. You know, you heard this thing, oh, it's just the flu, blah, blah, blah. Hey, I'm not a doctor. I don't know anything about this stuff, but I know when I have the flu, several days later, I still... Can't say, well, I haven't felt anything. No, when I get the flu, and I've been very fortunate, both of us, in that way, and I get maybe a a cold or two a year, and then every few years I get the flu, and when I get it, it really knocks me out uh, for four or five days. Well, man, you feel it. So for Donovan to say that he hasn't felt anything but yet he tested positive – it, relating it to the flu, if I got the flu, well, I darn well know I got the flu, and my family knows I got the flu, and you know I've got the flu, and, and Scotty knows I have the flu. But he, <laughs> Donovan's saying he doesn't feel anything and has yet to feel anything. That's the craziest thing possible for me. That's hard for me to imagine that you would test positive for something that you don't have any symptoms of. Now, I, I can relate it to my own family. It's seven years ago this month that my wife was diagnosed with cancer and she felt nothing, nothing. And so it was so hard for her to understand. And the doctor said, uh, you got three weeks before you start got to start getting treatment here or it's your life is in serious jeopardy, and until that point, she hadn't felt anything, (laughs) and so she couldn't get her hands around, she wanted a second, a third, and a fourth opinion, I said, would you stop with these opinions, we gotta get going here, because there was nothing going on, now she did have a bump, but as far as feeling, there was nothing there, and for fortunate, seven years later, that it was found in time, and and the chemo and the radiation and all that stuff did what it was supposed to do. But it's crazy. I can't imagine to be diagnosed with something, but yet you feel just like you felt every day, and there's no difference. This is one bizarre thing, that's for sure.
2: He's ready to play a seven-game series. Now, there was another thing in that interview where he talked about, and we're going to talk about the asymptomatic stuff with the uh, Lieutenant Gov when he comes on at uh Eight thirty-five. Spencer Cox is scheduled to join us then. So we'll get, we'll get back to that point because I think what you just said is a really important point. Uh, Donovan was also talking about the testing and how it made him cry. He didn't go into exactly why, but I talked to somebody else who's been tested, and I'll tell you why, and we'll do that next. DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at
0: 1280 The Zone. Big, big, show, big show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready?
4: Passing
2: game coordinator and quarterbacks coach for BYU, Aaron Roderick. Some people have speculated it is
3: Zach
1: Wilson's job to lose.
3: It's always wide open and I get offended at the thought that it's just decided who the guy is. I'm always creating competition and always evaluating and every single day every position in this whole program is up for grabs. Just because you earn a job doesn't mean you just have it for the whole season. You gotta perform. To keep the, if we don't win, I lose my job. So I always play who I think gives us the best chance to win. If Baylor is ever able to go, then we'll see what he can do. But Right now, it's Jaron or Zach because they're the two that are practicing, and they're both doing a really good job.
0: Turn this up. Catch the Big Show. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Join
2: the Big Show Thursday at the warehouse. 86 East University Parkway in Orem. Prices slow, low, it'll blow your mind. That's the warehouse. And, of course, when I say join the Big Show, I mean, you know, Stay six feet away from them and everybody else when you're there. Well, we're all separated currently, so yes, that'll probably still be the case. It's true, we are. And we will be. It's the new normal, PK. Uh, PK's on remote. I'm in the studio. Yak's in the next room. Yak, don't even think about walking in here. As uh, we just heard from we'll Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> As Donovan Mitchell said, you can have it and have no idea. He feels good enough right now to go play a seven-game playoff series is what he just said on GMA this morning. He's ready for a seven-game series. He feels great. He says walking down the sidewalk you wouldn't even know. He knows, though, because he got tested. And he said the test made him cry. It was a brutal 15 seconds. And I talked to somebody else who was tested. And, PK, I know we don't want the disease. And I also know, after hearing this story, that we don't even want to have to be tested. We want to be so clean. A swab up your nose, and this is what I was told, off the bottom of your brain back down into your sinuses. They said it was terrible. And they did not like it. And it was just like it was like listening to an adult talking about going to the doctor when they were six years old. And they hated it then, and they grown up and matured, and then they flashed back and they hated it again. They did not want that swab. That Q- uh, Q-tip thingy going up their nose and banking off the bottom of their brain, so deep into the sinus cavity. So, consider yourself warned. The test is unpleasant.
3: Yeah, maybe at the same time I can get a catheter and you know get a double uh, two for one there. None of that sounds <laughs> like a, a fun ordeal. No. Well, yeah, that, I that. Yeah, I mean here's a 23-year-old guy who's in the prime of his life physically. You know, he talked he talked about last year uh, that he needed to get in better shape and uh, you know i think he's accomplished that so if he's brought to tears oh um, wimps like us I know. i'd see the nurse coming in the room i'd start crying <laughs> start whimpering right away no oh <laughs> yes. i'd be in the fetal position can you knock me out first can you do something I, oh my gosh that gives me the heebie-jeebies in my stomach right now <laughs> to think that oh brother that those guys had to go through that and a lot of them have talked about that and their experiences back there in Oklahoma City so I think that's already as we get uh, removed from that that's been fairly well documented if you've desired to go out there and see the the, this read or hear listen to what they're talking about all those folks who were involved in that uh, not all of them but a lot of them have been public about it and so yeah I, I couldn't imagine having to go through that and and many of us probably are going to go through it, and hopefully none of us have to go through it. Uh, but the whole idea, I think, and I'm not a preacher, obviously. I don't preach to people. I have fun with people in my sports takes. And, you know, the blowhard stuff that I make fun of when I say about life, you know, I mean, I, I, I can, if you want us to screw off to have any normalcy, you know, I'm thinking, my gosh, if you can't have crowds of 50 how in the world did all the people at the Snigeldorf household that you employ each day, they can't get together? I mean, that's something that uh, I don't know how you're getting through this. It's got to be very difficult for you. But if you want that, you know, I can certainly do that. But at the same time, if you want to be serious, that my whole thing is just to listen to what they say to do and, and follow those instructions, which I'm trying to do as best as I can.
2: Well, that's why you're working, you're working from home. And we, we had a big group conference call on Friday trying to come up with a plan so that, you know, you're smart about it without uh, going crazy. And so uh, there you go. We don't need two people sitting in a studio, uh, you know, four feet from each other, breathing on each other. That doesn't sound like a good plan. So we came up with a new one. And as far as uh, all the people I employ, well, obviously they're crossing the and shifts, PK. And they're spaced uh, eight feet apart, you know, and safety first and all that. But uh, there you go.
3: Now, did you say shifts or ships? Shifts. Across the boat on the drawbridge. How
2: are the albino alligators out there? Hungry as always, so don't (laughs) mess with them. (laughs)
3: Like the wolves. (laughs) That's right.
2: They eat in shifts, too. One of them might be full, but the others are hungry. So don't mess with the albino alligators. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, is coming up next, and then the lieutenant governor, Spencer Cox, 835-ish, right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.